Hello and welcome to, to the BX Basketball Podcast. I'm Nick Englander here with Christian Okay. And just kidding, he's not here again. Big surprise. Uh, <laughs> Paul Berry. Uh, so the uh, it's been five days and it's still the Warriors fun. won, as you can tell by Nick's mood. <laughs> Uh, and you know what? I predicted it too. I you said you said some Warriors in six, so you're I, I said Warriors in seven. Geez, I was giving oh. us another game, but Warriors won in six games, not fun. Uh, so why did the Celtics lose this series? I mean, there's a lot of reasons. But... There's a lot of reasons. Uh, I'll start what? with the number. I'll start What's with the, the number man? one. I'll start with the number one reason, and that's Jason Tatum. I mean, he was yeah. terrible in this series, and I know he was bad. I think it was a pinched nerve in his shoulder. I know he was battling that, and it was clearly bothering him. But you got to give some credit to Wiggins. He played. Yeah. Un- he played great defense. Like him, was- him and Clay, all series were great defensively, but. Yeah, I mean, it was a combo of everything, and Tatum just did not show up. He didn't. He kind of – he did everything but scoring and scoring game one. He dominated – no, no, he played well in game three. Outside of that, he was horrible in every game of the series. And wow. I mean, the statistic where he had 100 turnovers, which is the most turnovers of any player in the history of the playoffs, right? It's something yeah, it was something like, that. like that. Yeah, it was, it was – it, it's just – you know, he, he, I get it. He's the central focus of the offense and that, and that, you know, it's, there's a lot that comes with that, but he was terrible in this series. Now I think he's going to learn from it, but, but like you said, you never know when you're going to be back at the stage. I'm hoping it's next year, but it's going to be tough. You have Milwaukee and Brooklyn and Miami and, the East is going to be dogfight, and this was kind of our our year to make the finals. And granted, we did. Props to us. We made the finals. We took advantage of an opportunity, but we didn't close the deal, and we are up two one. Um, and I think, th- to be honest, it starts with Jason Tatum. Um, and you know what? Like I said, he he he. Jason Tatum is a very he is not like a diva. He's not, you know, he's not a guy who is like a very me first person. You yeah. know, he's he's very humble guy, and I think he's gonna blame himself. You know, for this, I don't think, like you could tell, it really weighed on him post game. Like it, he knew he didn't have a very good series, and. It hurt especially more that, you know, Jalen Brown, I mean, he had two bad games, but four out of six games, he played great. You know, Jalen, they pretty much had no answer for him on defense, and except forcing turnovers because Jalen turns it over so much. And, yeah, it's a lot to weigh on him. Um, I'll start. I, I guess I'll start there, Christian. How do you assess as a you know non-Celtics fan? How do you assess Tatum's performance in this series? I mean, it's terrible. You can't really, you know, you can't really deny it. He was bad. 
Um, when I was part of it, you know, the first time jitters was a part of it just, you know, not being able to handle that kind of stage. And I think part of it, I don't think that was, I don't, that was it at all. Like, you know, Tatum has proven that he's a, you know, he's a clutch player. He can do big things. But you got to give a lot of credit to the Warriors, man. I mean, listen, they are a dynasty. I mean, we're talking about four finals championships. They've been, what, six finals in the last four out of six? The two years they didn't make it because Clay is hurt. I mean, you just went up against a dynasty. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> but four, isn't it four out of eight? It's four out of eight, right? Something like that. Yeah. They, I mean, it's something insane like that. But I think, um, you know, the biggest takeaway I have is, you know, it was just a really good season, but, you know, it just came short, and that happens sometimes. Um, so, you know, I think heading into next year, you know, the Celtics are definitely probably the favorites to at least get to the Eastern Conference Finals for sure. Um, I think you just got to, you know, off one up to experience and hope that you guys can get back. But like you said, Nick, there's no guarantees. You don't know who will get hurt. You don't know if somebody's going to regress. You don't know what can happen. So there's a lot to kind of figure out. Um, I saw people on Twitter saying that you guys need a point guard and that pissed you off on Twitter. (laughs) Um, Oh my fucking God. I, okay. Let's get this out of the way right fucking now. Okay. First off, I understand the sentiment. I understand Marcus Smart is not a pure point guard. I get it. He has his decision-making issues and shot selection problems. I understand. But what people were saying was so fucking stupid. Like, the idea that we couldn't run it back. We made the NBA Finals. With Marcus Smart as our point guard. Like, how, what do you mean we can't run it back? Like, what are you talking about? Like, we I absolutely think- can. Like, <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. Now, now, the second thing that's even crazier is the names they throw out there. Like, the Celtics would be better if Ricky Rubio was our starter. Or Tyus Jones was our starter. What? Like... How would we be better? Marcus Smart is a better player than Ricky Rubio. He is a better player than Tyus Jones. The idea of, oh, well, he does the thing you need. We also creates other needs while filling that need. Like, it's so dumb to me. It's that, like, oh, just you, you got it. You can't do smart. You can't have smart be your point guard again. You need a pure point. Like, there are two great pure point guards left in the NBA. Chris Paul and Lonzo Ball. That's it. There is no other pure point guard that is. I mean, mean, Rubio's pretty good too. (laughs) A great pure point guard. There are two of them. That's it. And so, so here's what I'll say. I think the way people were trying to like say that that's not really the right wording is like, you can't win with smart. I think you can win with smart. I just think that at times, and this happened a lot. Like, for instance, I don't remember if it was game four or five, but it was a three-point game, and there was five straight just ill-advised threes that the Celtics took, and the yeah, Warriors, right, somebody, and, and, and I, I think the 
right, Nick. There is there's not really a lot of good pure point guards in the league anymore. You're right. There's only about two, but you need like a a veteran presence that can you know calm the offense down and get you an easy shot. So you need you need a player like that and get you an easy bucket. Because again, and I've mentioned this thousands of times on the podcast. I think the three point shot is a little ridiculous. People just think, all right, time to chuck it up, baby. Like you need a player, a la Chris Paul, a la I think like a Derrick Rose can sometimes you know just somebody who's been there before understands like, hey, let's get an easy shot for the team because I think that's kind of what you guys are missing is that player that can either get you an easy score or can get Tatum and Brown an easy bucket because, you know, Brown and Tatum and Marcus Smart, they're doing everything in the two-way department, right? They're scoring all the points. They're defending the other way. So you need easy shots as possible. And I think that should be the top priority is like finding a bench scorer who, you know, you can bring him in at point, then you can move smart as your combo guard, and you can play small because I think that's another thing you guys need is kind of a big lineup with Horford and, and Robert Williams and a small lineup. I think that's the key thing that you guys are I missing. Mean, we do have a small lineup. Marcus Smart and Derek White played a lot together. It's just the issue but, is, you know, the, the thing both is, those guys have major shootings. Exactly. Marcus, Smart doesn't have major shooting slumps anymore, honestly. He he he's a good enough shooter that he doesn't really it's Derek right, White still, that's right. But Smart is still kind of inconsistent with his shot timing, or like he's he his his shot IQ is questionable still at times. So you really need like and you mentioned this Jordan Clarkson, I think would be perfect. Like a Jordan Clarkson or like an Alec Birch or a Eric Rose or maybe like a Harrison Barnes, just somebody who can just, you know, come right in score easily, kind of just the burden off of a possession or two, and then it can refresh Tatum and Brown. Yep. Um, I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying the idea that you can't run it back with smart point guard is legitimately Oh, you guys just got to the finals. I, I don't understand. I, yeah. Like, Do, so like who or whatever his name was, I, he's a fellow Knicks fan for you. I, I'm sorry. I know oh, respect 22? for that take. I mean, uh, and you know what? Uh, but you know, what? okay. So this kind of back to the series, though. Um, the second thing, kind of playing into that, uh, I think that burn was the reason we lost. Was the Warriors bench dramatically outplayed the Celtics bench outside of Game One? Yes. And, and so the Celtics bench, after they made all the trades in the second half of the season, was pretty much four guys. It was Derek White. Peyton Pritchard, Grant Williams, and Daniel Tice. Daniel Tice, I Unplayable. could see, Yeah, I could see Tice getting moved in the offseason. It was still a good trade because Dennis Schroeder didn't really fit. And, right. I, and when Rob got hurt, Tice gave us some valuable minutes against Brooklyn. Um, but I think Tice, uh, yeah, Tice was unplayable. Derek White had a great game one and then shot terribly. The rest is that, that's pretty much been Derek White's whole tenure as a Celtic. Like some moments he looks absolutely incredible, and other moments he looks like absolute shit. Like very rarely in between. Um, granted, I'm not gonna be too hard on him because we we don't make the finals without Derek White. The way he played, yeah, it, he's 
defensively, especially, he was very good defensively. Yeah, like we we don't. He's definitely not perfect, and he's a guy because he's not great at creating his own offense. You need a guy next to Derek White, like I said, like like you said, like Jordan Clarkson, Alec Burks, someone who can create Derek Rose, someone that can create their own shot. Um. So yeah, uh, who, yeah. So the Warriors bench, which I mean, Otto Porter and Kevin Looney basically switched in the starting lineup midway through the series, but. You know, Otto Porter played great. Um, Gary Payton second played great. Unbelievable. Can, can we just – hold on. I just want to say we'll, we'll get back to the Celtics, but the fucking Warriors, any other team that would have Otto Porter and Kevon Looney, they would be terrible. But, of course, yeah. the Warriors make them good players. <laughs> it's yeah, man. Like, look it's, at Wiggins. Look at Wiggins. I can't I know believe that, how good Wiggins was. That – is the Wiggins thing is so staggering to me, like especially I you called him overrated multiple times. <laughs> I did because he was an all-star starter, and you know what? Maybe he should have been <laughs> like unbelievable, dude. It's just I the situation. It's good. I I can't believe it. Like it's he was unbelievable. It, it, all playoffs too. It wasn't just against the Celtics. Like he did this the whole playoffs. He and, reminded me. He reminded me of like a young Igadala. Yeah, very good. Yeah, very good two way. Same thing. Like think of it this way: the Warriors were losing Kevin Durant, and they traded him for D'Lo. They knew D'Lo wasn't a good fit, so they held out and held out to trade him until the deadline. And they got Kaminga, the pick that became Kaminga, and Andrew Wiggins for for D'Angelo Russell. Like that is unbelievable asset management by the Warriors. Like that is just fucking crazy to think about um yeah you just gotta give them their props man like listen it's like you said christian that this kind of transitioned my third thing but point is, is this i get with the benches the celtics need to improve their branch but hey brad stevens said that today you know yeah. our number, he said our number one need is bench score i totally agree with that yeah and we you also need, need yeah you need a, you need a big bench score though because like i like pritchard a lot but He's just undersized. Like he can't play he in the playoffs. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like, like the first series against Brooklyn, he was great. Second series against Milwaukee, he was bad until the last game where he shot out of his mind. And then the Heat series and in the series, he gave us nothing. Like he outside of a good game one against the Warriors. Like White and Pritchard it's- were great in the regular season because they, you know, like like it was a great pairing then. It was a I mean, White struggled big against Brooklyn, but it was a good pairing against Brooklyn. And then once you got deeper in the playoffs, like you said, Pritchard's lack of size totally got exposed. And I think you need to upgrade that spot or at least try to. And I think that's a great I, – I think you said – like you said, Alec Berkson makes so much sense on this team. Jordan Clarkson, like guys like who have size and can score and are more consistent than Pritchard. I think if you can get Harrison Barnes, that would be amazing too. He's another really good fit. He, I'm not sure if he fits the TP. Let me Google that. Um, yeah, see what, see how much he's gonna take. For the Celtics TP, seventeen point one million. His contract next season is for like twenty five, isn't it? Eighteen point three. So no, nah, he's too big for it. So I don't I mean, know. You could, I mean, if you tr- if you trade Tice, can't you? Oh no, I see what you mean. You can't you can't add to the TPE. I gotcha. Yeah, it's annoying. That that's an annoying thing about TPEs, but I get why they do that. Um yeah, so the like listen, the Celtics got 
they have options to get better and uh, to improve our, the bench in the uh, in the offseason. They like we talked about. They have that Evan Fournier trade player exception, which is for seventeen point right. one million. And they I'll have, say this. And I'll say this to people saying, you know, trade everybody for Beal, do this, do that. That's not happening anymore. No, yeah. no, you just made it to the finals. Like you can't just break up a finals team because oh, this player didn't play great. Like no, you got to give it another year. Or at least two years. And now, n- now next year, if you guys don't get to the finals or you don't win and you get bounced out like the second round or the Eastern Conference Finals, then maybe you look at the trade people. You know, it doesn't matter how good they played for you for the last five years. You know, if you want to, it's the name of the game is winning a championship. So yeah, you got to see next year. Like if you don't get to the finals next year, you don't win the finals, or you even lose earlier. Yeah, then like, you got to start considering things. Like, know? like, dude, like I, I said it the minute we made the finals. I told you, like, I don't want Bradley Beal anymore. Like he just he no that's I, too that's too risky of a move and how like, do you know he's gonna fit with Brown and Tatum I just don't I don't think it. he will honestly at least well let me put it this way the reason I wanted before because I was just like this team is so desperate for talent you know and when they played like this the second half of the year I'm just like I don't think we need him like I I think like you could there are third star like guys I would give up whatever it takes for. You know, um, but I don't think Bradley Beal is one of them. Like we, like you, you said, we have such a great defense, and Bradley Beal would worsen that so much. And I don't know. I just, I, I, I'm like, I, I don't think. It's, and by the way, Zach Lowe said today on his podcast that Beal's re-signing is like a done deal. It's like a handshake deal between him and the Wizards. Is what he heard at this point. So, okay, good because nobody wants Bradley Beal. No offense to Bradley Beal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he is he is definitely overrated. Um, so the giving him a supermax by the wizards is fucking crazy, but we'll get to that in free agency when it happens. Um so yeah, the third thing, and I think the, the I mean, I don't think this played a factor early in the series, but I think it did late, is um experience, like you said, like the Warriors experience definitely war on us. And you could tell they kind of mentally broke us as the season went along, or as the series went along. Um, early on, it kind of and, and and obviously, I mean, you could say small stuff like injuries were a factor. Like, yeah, Robert Williams wasn't a hundred percent. That was obvious. Seriously, shout out to Rob for giving everything he had. Like that, that I've been mad at him before at his durability, but when you read what he really went through, it's like, all right, I, I can't be too mad. Like the dude had fluid in his knee for like two series and he just played through it. Like that is staggering. Like that, that's, I can't imagine how much pain he was in every single game. Like they probably didn't know day to day, like can Rob even fucking suit up tonight? And seriously, shout out to him for that. Um, But the experience really played a factor. You could tell, the lights were a little too big for a lot of these guys. Um, I think Pritchard and Grant Williams and, you know, even guys like Smart and Tatum and Brown got their flaws exposed on their on the big stage, which when the Warriors were used to it. And, yeah, I, I, I don't know about you, Christian. I don't think that played a factor early on, especially considering we won two of the first three games. But I think as the series went along, the experience really started to show. I think once you guys you guys had a chance to go up three one, and when you blew that game, I knew it was over because you because so you 
it was just that it's like yeah you had opportunity to put to put to put them away and you didn't and it was like well there it goes i'd say too about the three one thing is that one reason i was actually less worried was the celtics up to that point were seven and oh after losses like in the playoffs like that is one of the crazy stats ever but you know that ended up being broken and at that point we were broken the team was broken um so i i i think i think um i, I listen uh, jalen brown said it wasn't our time and i think that's 100 correct but the biggest issues like you said christian when are you going to be back you don't know could be next year i'd love it if you're next year but it, it might it might never happen who knows you might never happen again in my life <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I hope not but hey man i mean that's as a knicks fan that's been your life so far and that's unfortunate uh no for a lot of fan bases it's been that way like since we've been born how many teams have made the finals like every team with lebron and <laughs> the spurs and the warriors probably right yeah i mean the Raptors the... one year that they went to the finals yeah the box the one year oh there you go the suns one year so, yeah it's, it's yep. well that's the thing about basketball it's really a i don't want to say a one-player sport but if you really have like a top 10 player then more times than not you're gonna be consistently in the playoff mix whereas in like other sports it's not about i mean it's important to have like a great player but that's why there's so much more winning in like football or hockey or you know baseball just because it's more about the teams in those situations now yeah. of course there's there's the rare occasion like the 2004 pistons or 2011 mavericks or like a you know 2019 raptors where it's like you know it's just one solid player and a really good team that wins but it's really really rare in basketball yeah, no, for sure. Like you said, since the 04 Pistons, like, it hasn't happened. Now, um, all right, so the futures of this team, I mean. They're so, going to be in the playoff team for sure. Definitely one of the top three teams in the conference next year. Absolutely. But the point is, is that with this franchise going back and forth from underachieving to overachieving. I was going to say, uh, yeah, maybe you guys don't make, maybe you guys aren't a top four team. <laughs> Just kidding. But, but to be fair, that was with Brad as coach. So, yeah, this yeah, email is definitely different. Um, okay, so like I said, I don't so Beal's not happening. Like that's just not happening. Uh now for like the rest of the team. Brad said today that like I said, the bench scoring is one thing they were looking at. He said they're willing to pay the tax and that uh what was it fuck what was the third thing he said um re-signing grant williams did he mention anything uh, about that yeah and al horford and jalen brown are eligible okay so jalen brown's not going to sign it because jalen brown can make way more money in free agency but what we can offer him now so he's not going to sign that but i will say quickly on jalen brown and i don't think this is an issue but you got to start gauging how likely is it that he's going to resign because he's from I, Atlanta, right? He's from Atlanta, yes. I could see um, him going to I could see him going to the Hawks to play with Trey. I mean, here's the thing, right? About Jalen. I mean, there were rumors he could ask out 
halfway through the season, but that was when we were terrible. And the whole story was, well, they have to pick it up and play better. And then so that he doesn't, and they did. So, okay. My, my thoughts on Jalen Brown are pretty quick. Like you said, he's from Atlanta. You got to gauge. Does he want to go back to Atlanta? Does he want to be the man somewhere in a big market like New York or, you know, uh, or just anywhere, honestly, you start have to start gauging now how, and he, and listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I think he loves playing for the team. I think he loves the franchise. I think he loves the Ime. I think he likes Brad in the front office. I just think, I, I just think that you, the one thing he probably doesn't love about Boston, he's talked about before, um, how, the fans, like, when they booed him on draft night. By the way, I was there when that happened. It's because we were rumored to get Jimmy Butler, okay? And we were all disappointed when we didn't. <laughs> but, uh, you gotta love, you gotta love, like, you gotta love the New York Boston Philly fans. They boo their own fucking players. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's... Yeah, first <laughs> off, <I booed. laughs> Like... You guys really booed Jalen Brown on draft night? I don't remember that. <laughs> Well, it's Damn. because two people thought he was a, it was a reach, you know, like at well, the time. That, that goes to show you what counts. No, nothing. Yeah. No, listen, Jalen, he talked about that before. He talked about, you know, like Boston fans can be impatient or whatever, stuff like that. Right. I don't think he, I don't think he loves the fans. I'm not going to act like he hates the fans. I think that'd be more obvious about, look, let me put it this way. Donovan Mitchell, I think does not like Utah fans, you know? The way that all the rumors have about him. I think Jalen mm-hmm. Brown likes the city of Boston because he has like a lot of stuff. He, like he has his brand, his clothing brand here. He has uh he talks at like colleges around here all the time. I just think like that he doesn't love the fans. But at the same time, if if we let me put it this way, Christian, if we were a first round exit, I'd be a lot more worried about this. But I think he realizes right now his best chance at the title is here. I don't know if he'd want to go to his own team or back to Atlanta unless the Celtics were a dumpster fire, you know, or just not a very good team. Yeah. I mean, we can't really gauge the mindset of a player. Maybe he wants more money. Maybe he wants to be, like you said, the alpha dog on a team. Like, you don't know. You don't know these things. And we won't know until he's a free agent. So, currently, I wouldn't be worried about that. I think he's perfect in his role right now as the number two, and a very good number two, might I add. But maybe he wants to be a number one. Maybe he wants to get paid more. Maybe he wants to go home. Maybe he wants to play for another contending team. I don't know. You know, we don't know. I will say, too, about Jalen Brown is uh, that he... He needs to get better handles. (laughs) Wait, what did you say, sir? I said he needs to get better handles. He does need to get better handles. That dude Absolutely. is the He best. got stripped. Oh my god, he got stripped so many times. It's unbelievable. I had to be at least thirty times in the playoffs. But um, uh, Jalen is. Shoot, I was gonna. I was gonna say. Uh no. Um. Yes. J- so, J- like, let me put it this way. I think Jalen and Tatum are close too, which helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like those. I don't think they're like best best friends, but I think they're extremely compatible coworkers. And so, like, I don't think they ever. I it's. I think I believe them when they say they never wanted to be split up. 
I, I don't think they ever did. I think they really wanted to make it work. I think they still wanted to make it work, you know? And so I, I'm not too worried about it, like you said, not yet. Um, so, okay. So the, the other stuff. Um, if you want to talk about the Warriors, I mean, let's be honest, we're all fucked. They're going to win another title. Maybe yeah, two. I mean... <laughs> There's such a they won without game. they won without Wiseman and Moody and Kaminga doesn't even play this year. I will say this, and it doesn't mean that much, but it will be somewhat of a loss. It sounds like they're gonna keep or they're gonna be able to keep Looney and GP two, but the guy they're gonna probably lose is Otto Porter, and th- hey, that's, that's a but dude. That's that's a loss, but let's be honest. Auto Porter's a diamond a dozen. They'll find somebody to replace him. Yeah, no, they will. You want to know what? I, I I feel like because one of the like the free agents that they brought up, uh, Kevin O'Connor brought up for the Celtics is like a possibility, or because we speculated was T.J. Warren, a guy a lot of people oh, forgot about. Shit. He kind of be like our Oladipo, how Miami bought low and Oladipo on a minimum, and it worked out. Yeah, off an injury, we could do that for T.J. Warren, but at the same time. I'm like, that's something the Warriors would do. Like, I the Celtics they get it done too. (laughs) Yes. I mean, like, I, 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 I feel like the Warriors do that more often than the Celtics. The Celtics don't really do that that often. But I mean, you never say never. I don't. One thing I will say too about the Celtics. One thing that's a big positive. Last summer, we were a team coming off, you know, a a mediocre season with a coach and GM in their first time, you know, no one really knows how that's going to go. And the Kyrie thing had just happened and it was just, we weren't a very attractive franchise to play for. We weren't, you know, and now like it's completely different. Like players seem to like Ime. I mean, Ime did a really good job, even through all my bad words I said about him in the first half of the season, including calling him an idiot. <laughs> uh, um, but he did a, such a great job the second half of the year. Like I, I, that was incredible. Now, um, like, like we're just like, try, we, we just lost in the finals. Like they're going to be ring chasers. Like, let me put it this way, Christian. I don't think Tice is going to be on the team next year. I think they're going to probably trade him t- salary dump him somewhere and probably try to get a cheaper third center. My dream is JaVale McGee, but no, nah, they probably stay in Phoenix. Especially yeah, they, I, I don't I, think I, they're re-signing Aiden. Yeah, they're gonna need him, is the point. They need the depth. And but if that is a possible it's funny because if you go back six years ago, JaVale McGee actually was going to sign with the Celtics after he got bought out. And or seven years ago, I still remember being in high school when this happened. And then the deal died at the last second because JaVale wanted a player option on the second year and Danny Ainge wanted to give him a team option. Good old Danny. You know, he was right. I mean, come on. He, he, I mean, what, what thing did, you know, JaVale have to ask for a player option, though, to be fair at the time? Like, he would, that was like when he had no value at all. But, you know, I think he ended up going. I don't know. Did he go to the Warriors? No, that was the year before. Um, oh, okay. This was the year before. Yeah, he went to Golden State. 
Dallas? Yeah, it was Dallas. Ah, I see. Like, what did he do in Dallas? Like, nothing. So, yeah, point is, is that it would be pretty funny if we got him. But the point is, this the Celtics are just a way more attractive destination than they used to be. Kind of like you saw last summer with the Knicks, you know, where Fournier and Kemba wanted to play for the Knicks. Obviously, it didn't work out, but... Yeah, how, how is that going for us? <laughs> <laughs> uh, point is, though, that we're a more attractive team. Hopefully, we don't screw up like the next day. Um, that TPE will be very interesting. I, I, I expect them. They better use it. Like, the time to spend is now. This team has paid the luxury tax one time since KG and Pierce got traded. And that was in 2019. Like, we need to... We need to spend now. Now. There's there's should be a sense of urgency to do it. Um, like you see the Warriors do. So yeah, I mean, we we've got options. As for the Warriors, like you said, they'll reload and they'll be great because that's what makes them so fucking good. They just find people and they make them good in their system. They always do well in their system. Everybody does. Um, and if and if we're lucky, we get a Western Conference Finals next year between them and Memphis. Oh my God! Yeah, or them <laughs> and uh, the Clippers. The people are sleeping on how good the Clippers oh, be next year. Like, yeah, oh my God, dude, they're gonna be so good if they're healthy. Jesus Christ! But that's the problem. We always say that with the Clippers, like, oh, they were healthy. God, imagine, yeah, you know, and then they just never are. But maybe you know, who knows? Yeah, we'll see. I don't know during the in the in the pandemic season, it was just they fucking flat out choked horribly in the bubble. It's terrible. Yeah. Um. So, real quick, uh, the NBA draft's about to happen on uh, Thursday. I haven't been following it much because we don't have a first round pick. Um, because we traded it for Derek White, but the so Christian as a Knicks fan, they are currently sitting at eleven, right? Yes. So, what do you think happens? I'll ask you that. Um, well, from the rumors and hearing, they want to move up. I don't know how much it's going to take for them to do that. They're going to be able to do that, but their priority should be point guard, okay? We haven't had a good point guard in decades, okay? The last point guard to average 10 assists on the Knicks was Raymond Felton in 2010. <laughs> okay, I continue to spew that stat out because it's just appalling. Ray Felton was a good player, but like he was the last point guard to average ten assists on. The you day. know, Raymond Felton complained a lot. Like he complained a lot for a guy who wasn't a star. That's a another. There's a lot of players do that now. Though, oh, man. It's oh, crazy. One, one thing I didn't touch on real quick. Uh, I f- actually forgot to touch on on the Celtics was the Horford extension, Grant extension. Grant, I don't think I think he's gonna. I think they're gonna find a deal. I, I think Grant. Did I think Grant's still young? He's still getting better, and I think Grant won't ask for like something too crazy. Like I think something like four years, fifty-two, maybe could be good for both sides. Um, maybe four fifty-four. Yeah, one of the crazier things is Robert Williams only makes like forty-eight million dollars guaranteed over four years, which is crazy. Like, Thank God, because that's what I want. The Knicks should be paying Mitchell Robinson thirteen million. <laughs> Anything over thirteen, I'm sorry, you can't do that. You can't be paying centers who just shot block eighteen a year. That's insane. And always get hurt. That's yes. the thing. Yes. But that's why, to be 
be fair, that is why Rob is only making as little as he did. You know, is that, uh, you know, as a player, he's like almost as good as Jared Allen, like he, what he does, but he is so injury prone. It's crazy. And granted this year, all year, pretty much he was healthy until he, of course, he tore his fucking meniscus right before the playoffs. Like it's always something, man. <laughs> it's always something with Rob. But at the same time, I always, I always get bitchy and moany about his injuries. But at the same time, I know he played through a lot in these playoffs. And when he's healthy, he's fucking unreal. He's so good. I mean, listen, injuries are a part of the game, though. You can't be upset at him. It's like, what, what do you want him to do? He oh, it's not his fault. Like, yeah, no way, it's his fault. This shit always just happens, dude. It always happens. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 um. Like yeah, um, now. So and on Grant and on Horford, I, I'm not sure they should do it with Al, but because he's old and you never know. Um. But, yeah, I mean, if you can get something on a team friendly number, it's probably a good idea. I mean, he, he like you. I don't want to extend him too long. He's just so old. But God, I mean, Al is so important for this team this year. Like. I couldn't. I I love the trade when it happened, but I could never imagine Al being as good as he was for this team. Like he literally. I think. I think. I think. I think part of it, like you said, Nick, was the fact that he didn't play a lot in Oklahoma City, so he had his legs under him. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Oh, it really matters. I don't know if he can play the minutes he played this year, next year. I think he might be better suited, you know, being the backup center for Rob. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but. It's not a crazy idea. I mean, it's... He should be playing, like, 20 to 25 minutes. I don't know if he can play 30 to 36 every game. You know what I mean? That's, like, overkill for... Like, like the OKC OKC half year off definitely extended his career. Um, So, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna... I mean, mean, first off, thank you, OKC, for that. Seriously. Like, that got us to the finals in a lot of ways, but... Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm not sure about the backup part, but he, we definitely need to scale it. And, and Brad said that he said that the main guys played too many minutes because we got off to such a bad start this season and we need to dig out of that hole. And hopefully this time around we'll have more depth and, um, and yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I don't totally disagree. Like, listen, I think down the line, the plan is you have to find a successor for him, which is going to be ex- extremely difficult to do because, I mean, there are not many centers like Al Horford, you know, that can – he's pretty much a jack of all trades. He can pretty much do everything well. But now, granted, he didn't have a very good finals outside of game six, really, in game one. But, I mean, he was so important to us making the finals, like – he he just dominated the first two rounds, like with the Nets and the and the Bucks. Like he just dominated. So the point is, is that like I, I mean, I let me put it this way. I think Al, who's never been one to take pay cuts, I think this is like the one time he consider it because he doesn't want to leave Boston again. He made that mistake, you know, a couple of years ago. And yeah, it makes a lot of money, but I'm sure in a lot of ways he regrets it. Because he got dumped from Philly. It was such a bad experience for him. Like, after a year. Like, it was so bad. I don't know. 
Um, yeah, so the point is, we'll see with that. I, I think Grant is more likely to get extended personally than Al. Uh, back to the Knicks. Uh, there's been a lot of rumors on Jaden Ivey. Do you think Jaden Poison Ivy is a good for player for the Knicks? Sorry, had to throw that in there. I just thought of that today, and I thought it was hilarious. That's, that's pretty dope. Um, I don't know because you know, honestly, Nick, the NBA draft. I don't like making predictions on the draft because it's such a shit show. Like you, yeah. like people, people are saying this is a this is a four player draft. How the fuck do you know? You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like uh, fucking that. What was it? A 2013 draft. The the freaking Anthony Bennett draft, right? He was first. Old Depot was second. I don't remember who was third. It doesn't matter. Giannis was picked fifteenth, and he's the best player out of that draft class. Like, you don't fucking know. So I don't know if Jaden Ivey is the answer. What I do know, and what I think the Knicks should do, is stop fooling around. You're not getting. You're, you're not. Don't build. Don't build through free agency. Like, stop. Build a young core. Develop the young core. Now. If the young players aren't making any progress in the next couple of years, then you gotta move on from them. But the problem with the Knicks and the Knicks fans, which they annoy me to no fucking end, it's similar to similar to what people were saying about Marcus Smart was pissing you off on Twitter. I saw so many stupid takes on the Knicks that I really want to just throw my phone. You're like, we're not getting Donovan Mitchell, we're not getting Kyrie Irving, we're not getting Bradley Beal. Like, stop. We're not trading half of the freaking team for a superstar player. And by the way, those guys are not superstars. They're like good players, but they're not getting us to the finals. So enough with the nonsense. We're not trading for anybody. It's not happening. Get out of your mind. Get out of your heads. You know what would be good? Like, I'll say this, though. Like, one thing I would say if I were the Knicks, obviously, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but the Knicks have, like, like they – what they could do is what OKC did a few years ago, where they took on a bunch of bad contracts, but they were like good players and they helped the team and that helped the young core they had, you know, like to win a little bit and give them some experience. Like, uh, I mean, they did that with Noel Burks and Rose last year. We made the playoffs, but this year just kind of sucked. I don't know. I, th- there was something off about this year, but. Well, you know, signing Evan Fournier would do that numbers guy. Um, and I'm, I was someone who was not happy that they let Evan Fournier walk. And honestly, looking back on it, it was definitely a great decision by this team. He was very oh. mediocre this year. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, my, here's the thing, Nick. Mm-hmm. This has always been the problem with the Knicks, right? They panic because a player takes two or three years to develop and they trade him. And they go after like a mid-tier player. It's like, no, don't do that. Just draft and develop. My friend said it best. We have to run it like a small market team. Like, think about it as if you're not getting any superstar players. So what do teams like OKC do? What do teams like the Pacers do? What do teams like the Rockets do? They develop their young players, and eventually, sometimes, you get a diamond in the rough. Like, you got to find the diamond in the rough. Is it R.J. Barrett? I don't know. But guess what? We have a year to figure it out because you don't have to extend him until next year. But this this whole thing, you know, people want Randall traded. Like, what are you going to get for Randall? You're not trading him to Sacramento because they already have Sabonis. Like, you just got to bite the bullet on that contract for another year and hope that he plays better. And then maybe you move him to a contender that might want him. I don't know. I don't know. I just want them to actually develop, but they're not going to do that. They're going to do some stupid shit and try to get some mid-tier player and give him $30 million a year for us to be like a first-round exit. Yes, exactly. Please, God, no. 
I, th- I, 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 I will. No Donovan Mitchell. I don't want Aiden. Yes, he's really good. But again, what's his, what are you doing with Aiden on your team? God, please spare my life. If we get Kyrie, I will jump out of my window. Fuck <laughs> Kyrie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want him. No. No. Just stay away. Yes. Yes. America needs Kyrie on the Knicks. America needs be, it. That would be insane in the aspect of like, the media attention on that would just be crazy. I will, it would be an absolute circus. And oh my God, please don't. I don't want that. <laughs> I will say, I will say as Christian, all right, here's a good question for you. How much money would you pay to sit in a, to be a fly on a wall in a free agency meeting with James Dolan and Kyrie Irving? I don't even know. This is, I don't even know what Dolan even sit in those meetings. I think he's just letting like Tibbs and like Leon Rose handle things, but I don't know. I mean, if, if, he, he, if got... he is in that meeting, though, if he is in that meeting, that would be that would be really interesting. Uh, I think Dolan would probably let him just run amok at the garden, which would be just be horrible. He's saved oh the garden. <laughs> oh my god, thinking about this is just bad. I really hope. Listen, you know what? You know what? I could see it happening, and I'd be so pissed. I'd be like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Listen, I think at the end of the day, they're gonna, they're gonna, Kyrie's gonna, one side's gonna cave, probably the Nets because they're spineless franchise. And oh, taking a shot at Paul. It's true. They're totally spineless. They let, they let Ben Simmons do whatever the fuck he wanted. They let Kyrie do whatever the fuck they wanted. Okay, so now Nick. Now, now, Nick, this is the reason why I always say, especially with the Knicks, like, stay away from free agents because building, like, nine times out of ten, when you're building a team through other players, star players, it doesn't work. The only time it works is when it's, like, LeBron or it's Kevin Durant, right? And when, yeah, yeah, Kevin Durant, the, the Nets signed him, but guess what? It hasn't worked out. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, Kevin Durant is like the one guy that's like, yeah, you got to sign him no matter what, no matter what your team has. Like, you got to do it if he wants to come to your team. But if we're talking about like other players, like, but he's, but he's like on another class. He's a top 75 fucking player. Of course, you know, you're going to give him the money. But, you know, going after a guy like Donovan Mitchell or going after a guy like Ben Simmons or going after a guy like DeAndre Aiden is no guarantee that it's going to help you in any which way. Yeah, and you know what's great? You want a good example? Is the Boston Celtics. I mean, look, we drafted every single player in our rotation except Derek White and Al Horford. And think about Al Horford, right? Just go back to those years of the Celtics. You get Al Horford one summer. We got Gordon Hayward. And listen, think about it. We signed to max contracts. We signed Al Horford, Gordon Hayward, and Kemba Walker. And we traded for Kyrie Irving. One out of those four worked out. One. Like, it's... it, And, like, the point is, is that Al's great. Al's one of my favorite Celtics of all time. He's my second favorite Celtic. Maybe, maybe not second, but he's one of my favorite Celtics ever. I love Al Horford to death. But Al Horford was the only free agent signing this team ever made, a max free agent signing this team ever made that actually worked out. And that kind of tells you, you know? It's That's not a great idea. Yeah, we made with the court, not with guys we drafted, not free agents. That's exactly my point. Like, just fucking just draft players and stop, stop meddling with random other players on other teams. Like, it's not happening. 
God. So it's frustrating to be a Knicks fan with these fucking fans. Like every every scenario, I've seen multiple times. Like, oh, we're gonna get, uh, we're gonna trade Julius Randle to the Kings and get Jay Ivey. Like, no, you're not. That doesn't make any sense. Why would they do that? I saw a scenario where somebody said, um, I saw my my friend keeps sending me trades, and we, my other friend and I just keep roasting him. Like, please stop sending us trades. They wanted to send, they wanted to trade Julius Randle to the Wizards for Kyle Kuzma and Porzingis. Why the fuck would we trade for Porzingis? He sucks. He's not even the same player he once was. That doesn't make any sense. It was pretty funny, by the way, over the weekend. And the re- only reason Kuzma was in Boston was the, you know, the U.S. Open golf was here. It was in Brooklyn. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it was the first time I was in Boston in like a long time. But um, uh, the, Kuzma was there, and that's why you got the whole Boston's. By the way, it's weird because he went to Boston at a time where it was like randomly cold. So that kind of surprised me. <laughs> that he was like, oh, I like you. no, but, but here's the point. As for that trade, yeah, it's a stupid trade. Porzingis is a worse contract than Julius Randle. Like, 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 listen, man. When the Wizards signed Bradley Beal to that five-year Supermax, think about what their team is going to have. They're going to have Beal on a god-awful contract. They're going to have Porzingis on a god-awful contract. Kuzma wants $20 million a year. But at least with Kuzma, he had a pretty great season last year. Like, he actually yeah. played really well. And – but, but, like – so I get it. He has some value. But, like, you don't need him – over like listen Julius Randle had a terrible season like he he deserved all the bad you know all the the booze and all that he got but like trading for Kristaps like no like it doesn't make sense exactly that so that's if you're if you're asking me what do I want for the next I just want them to just not make don't make any irrational moves don't do anything stupid fake solid Solid trades. Clear some cap space if you need it. Although, you know, a lot of the contracts they have expire next year. Don't do anything stupid. That's all I want. What about dumping uh, Alec Burks for a second round pick to the Celtics for nothing back? What do you think of that? We're not going to help you guys win. Let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking that too. I'm like, they definitely don't want to do it. Like, like, listen, I'm telling you, Alec Burks is a perfect fit for you guys. I don't know. Maybe they do it. Who knows? I think, you know, Burke's contract isn't terrible. I think he's only making like five a year or is it 10 a year? I can't remember. Ten. It's 10, yeah. That's not bad, but, dude. Like, Alec Burke's pretty fucking good. Yeah, I, all I'm going to say is if we if the Celtics sit on their ass again and don't pay the tax, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. But <laughs> I don't think they will. But we'll see. I definitely don't think they will. If they do, I'll be furious and I'll call for Wick Gross back to sell the team. But, um, <laughs> but, but um, what what were you, okay? So again, the Knicks are just yes, they are, play are, smart. Are, play he's a follow up question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you pair? Do you pay RJ Barrett right now? Rookie max extension? Do you do it? No, I give him another year because he has to really. He's he's shown signs of being a really good player, but he's really inconsistent. If he comes into this year and he's averaging like twenty plus shooting like high forties and high thirties from three, then you gotta extend him because he he's only twenty two. I mean, he's still really fucking young. Here's, but 
here there is a risk with that though here's mm -hmm. the risk obviously it didn't burn them in the end but at the time gordon hayward a big reason he left utah um was that the jazz back when he was a restricted free agent just like they they didn't extend him they let him get an offer they matched in restricted free agency and apparently that kind of pissed him off because that made him think like am i really the guy for your franchise and that is the risk we run with rj barrett that if you just let him go to restricted free agency and then if he plays great you just match a max offer like i mean i would do that too but well, listen, if, yeah, he leaves, I, if he leaves, if he leaves in six years, then what the fuck are you going to do? Fuck it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, no, I mean, listen, is, I, is, like, the I, point I, is that the Knicks have a lot of young players that have value. The Knicks have drafted pretty well. You know, they have, uh, they bear it. They have quickly who I, I'm a huge Emmanuel quickly fan. Um, very good. Uh, very good. Obi well, is okay. Toppin, yeah, Mitchell like Robinson. They, Mitchell Robinson, who I, I would be surprised if the Knicks let Mitchell Robinson walk. I think he's going to resign. Um, who else am I forgetting? Like, Quinn Grimes and Grimes some, solid. Yeah, and uh, Deuce McBride have showed like some promise. Point is, is that the Knicks, yeah, I totally agree with you. They should build young, but I mean that is the kind of the issue with Julius Randle. Like you probably don't want to dump assets to get rid of him, but like. What do you do with him? Like he's clearly the fan base is a toxic relationship at this point. It's but you know what, Nick? Honestly, you know how like the Celtics in the last like five years you would have one really good year and one bad year. Randall's yeah. kind of been the same for us. His first year was absolutely awful. He was getting booed constantly. Then then he everybody loved him and they made the playoffs. But this year he was just bad and they booed him again. So I'm expecting him to have a like an okay season next year where he gets cheered again. Like he's just very he's just another player who's very inconsistent. Like you just gotta you gotta roll with it unless somebody wants him, but I don't know who the fuck would want Julius Randle. And again, I'm not really a proponent for just, you know, trading for the shits and giggles of like, all right, this guy doesn't fit. Like you gotta give him like another year because you kind of Put yourself in the situation where it's like, well, you resigned him. Now you can't just be like, oh no, we don't want him. Like, you gotta let it roll for another year. That's another thing that's kind of, that's another thing that has always fucked the Knicks. They just never keep a core together. Like, I don't think the last time they like really had like a core of guys that stayed together for like more than three years was Tyson Chandler, Hamari, and Carmelo. Like, it's been <laughs> that long. Like, they just. They, this is my thing. There's never a cohesive team because they're always just like trading people and sending people away. It's like, let's keep a couple of the guys together and see what you got. Now, again, is there a number one player on this team? In my opinion, no. I don't know if RJ Barrett's going to be a all-star, you know, top 10 player, top 15 player in the league. Julius Randle to me is more like a number three, number two option. I don't fucking know, but... You got to at least give it a couple of years, another year at least of like, yo, let's see what you guys got. And if they don't show any more improvement next year, then you look at other options. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think, all right, so rapid fire through the draft. I, I'm not someone who's researched the draft much. so I, I don't know anything about the draft. So, I don't even so, like, yeah. I don't like risking it. <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll ask you two questions. Mm-hmm. 
First off, will there be a lot of trades? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I f- doesn't it feel like a year where there's going to be a lot? Like, yes, it totally I mean, does. We had a trade in the finals. Christian Wood got traded to the Mavericks. Yeah, yes. I, I will say a lot of times when you're like, oh, there's definitely going to be a lot of trades this time. They don't happen. Like the trade deadline was expected to be kind of quiet. And then there was like 20,000 trades. Like it's so we'll see. But part of me thinks like, I'll put it this way. I don't think a lot of stars are going to get traded on draft. No, a lot of probably role players, like starting caliber guys. Yeah. I think think that's why I think that Fournier TP, like, let me put it this way. If the Knicks actually think they have, if the Knicks, I know you don't want it, but if the Knicks feel like they have a shot at Jalen Brunson, and want to clear cap space, then they could trade Burks to the Celtics or whoever, whatever team, OKC, you know, whatever team could just take him into cap space, basically, or into a TP. And they're also, they're also probably going to trade Noel. Yeah, that one is more, I think that one's a lot more likely than, I think regardless of free agency, I think they're going to just try to salary dump Nerlens Noel. And I saw a bunch of Celtics fans wanting him, and I'm like, I don't really see the point. Like he's as your backup, he's good, but he's limited when he's going up against like bigger fakes because they kind of bully him. But again, that's honestly not my concern though. My concern is that he's hurt. Like he, his knees are like yeah. kind of cooked. Like yeah, but again, you know, Nick, it's only like a one year deal. So if he doesn't work out, then you can just move on from him. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Uh, point is, is that like I, I I'm not like super sold on the idea, especially considering how much he gets paid. But I do think um, I do think that the Celtics will uh, trade Tice maybe on draft night. But I I don't know if like I asked Jake Fisher today on his like rumors thing he did the podcast you can call on. Uh, I was bored and I went on. I asked him if he had heard anything about the Celtics. And he said he had heard nothing besides that they were looking to trade back into the first, uh, late first round, which, or he doesn't, he said he heard they might be, which I don't really think is going to happen. That doesn't make sense because what rookie is going to help you win a championship? Yeah. The only way that would actually happen is if, like, the Celtics absolutely love a draft prospect there. Like, love, love, love a draft prospect. And they're willing to get rid of one of Derek White, which I can't see. I don't know if Peyton Pritchard even – I mean, Peyton Pritchard's pretty decent, but does he get you a late first? Like, I don't know. Can, can't, like, you buy, can't you buy a first round, a late first round? Most most teams buy second rounders. Point is, is this – I do agree with you. A lot of trades are going to happen, though, because apparently this draft, like you said, is so top-heavy, and like in the late first round, there's like very little but, time. But yeah. again, that's that's what everybody says, and then you don't know in three years. No, you're right. No, you're totally right. Uh, Who the fuck knows? All right. So I said, well, there'll be a lot of trades. You say yes. All right, follow up to that. Mm-hmm. Who is the best player and or the most unexpected player to get traded on draft night? Oh, that's a good question. I'm trying to think who would kind of like shock me they get traded. Oh my god. Uh well Russell Westbrook just popped into my mind, but I don't think he's gonna get traded. I don't think anybody wants him. Maybe like John Wall, but again, who's wants John, John Wall's gonna get bought out, I think. 
Uh, that's a good question. I, I really don't know. I mean, maybe, oh, that's tough. I, I don't know. I really don't know. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head where I'm like, oh, as if like like a player that's like a not a star but like really good. Like I don't think Mitchell is getting traded this year. Maybe like Rudy Gobert gets traded. I'll say Rudy Gobert. Was, I don't think it happens. But he was the name I was thinking of, um, because obviously the Jazz are just in such the Jazz are so close to Boomtown, and they kind of built. No, honestly, we're at Boomtown with the Jazz. You know, they, yeah, they're, they're like they're, they're yeah, definitely they're going to, to, um, they're definitely going to look to change things. And Rudy Gobert, uh, Rudy Gobert has, you know, you know, he, he, if Donovan wants him out, he, that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. So, I don't know though. It's I was gonna cool. say I was gonna say I was gonna say Colin Sexton, but he's a free agent. Yeah, uh, here's what. So so final. So I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Final answer: best and or most unexpected player to get traded. Probably just gotta go with Rudy because I I I honestly can't think of anybody, but I would be I won't be surprised if somebody kind of shocks me. So I would have said Rudy, but I was, in the spirit of that. Um, and by the way, I'm going to say, I know there's a lot of eight in Atlanta rumors, but it, I feel like Rudy would be a great fit in Atlanta. Um, but, hmm. Lance I mean, they have, they have, they have Capella already, though. Yeah, but the point is that Capella is very injury prone and they want it. And like, let me put it this way. Their defense was horrible all year. So... If yeah. you add Rudy Gobert, that changes a lot. Like it is, it, it him and Trey Young is actually a pretty excellent fit if you think about it. Like the problem with Utah was when Rudy was open under the basket, they wouldn't pass it to him. And I get he's not very skilled, but you know, like the point is this: I always kind of thought Rudy Gobert was over criticized, and I think in like on a different team, like we'd see how good he actually is. And I feel like Atlanta would be like a perfect fit for him. Um, but I also get right right to the Bulls. Oh, that could happen. The Bulls could happen too. They make a lot of sense as well. They need defense just like Atlanta. Um, they need a lot. They need a lot more than that. Let's be honest. Yeah, I think Vucevic though. Like, what value does Vucevic have to Utah? That's what I'm mean, like. That's nothing. He's not really good. Yeah, like he's yeah. no offense to Vuce, but yeah, he's, he's kind of he's falling off the cliff, right? Yeah, he yeah, got exposed boy. all playoffs. Like, oh, he's, he's making twenty eight. He's making twenty eight a year too. Oof, that's not good. I mean, he's an expiring, but still, it's not much. Uh, I, okay, so the Hawks. There've been so much rumors around the Hawks. Um, I can see Collins being traded. Yeah, I mean that's the name that comes up, but I'm gonna go with one in, as my most unexpected. And I know he's a role player, but I was gonna say Kevin Herter. I think. Oh, I feel like a lot of people talked about Bogdanovich and they talked about, you know, Collins and Capella, but the guy no one seems to be talking about is Kevin Herter. And I don't know. I kind of just have a gut feeling that he could be traded. Like, 
maybe as part of like a Collins trade, maybe for Gobert, but it, I kind of have a feeling like he's going to be traded and that's going to be kind of a surprise personally. I don't know. Like it's, it's, I hmm. Who else? Like an unexpected traded guy. Aaron Fox comes to mind because the Kings, who the fuck knows with them? Um, <laughs> Darren Fox, yeah, yeah. Everyone expects Malcolm Brogdon to be traded, though. Like, it seems kind of obvious he's going to be. Maybe to your New York Knicks. No, please. Oh, <laughs> I mean, oh. he's Malcolm Brogdon. He's very good. Listen, he's very good, but. He's like, injury prone. It's crazy. Not, we are we are like five years away from contending. <laughs> okay. And what 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 would what would that trade help us in the long run? It wouldn't help us. At it would. And you want to know what? I gotta say something now too. No Celtics fans. No, Malcolm Brogdon is not a pure point guard. Despite how much you want to make him out to be, he's more of a scorer than a pure point guard. So stop fucking suggesting him. The Celtics are not going to trade for Malcolm Brogdon. And you're going to have to give up. You're going to have to give up a lot for him, though. No? Yeah, like it's not happening. Like it is not happening. Get over it. Not anyway, trade for not to trade for Tyrese Halliburton. That would be. <laughs> yeah, I would. I give up everything for Tyrese Halliburton. Yes, of course. Uh, but that's obviously not happening. Um, it, I'm trying to think of like other like surprise guys. I, I, someone would say Marcus Smart, but I just think there's no shot. Um, uh, Somebody on um, Philly, maybe like they trade Tobias Harris. I don't fucking know. That's yeah, that's actually not that crazy. Um, maybe like Tyler Hero gets traded. I think Miami would do that. Only if they could get a star. I can't see that. Um, Duncan Robinson, maybe. No, nah, but he wouldn't be that surprising. Um, who's this guy that would be like a surprise? Like, that's an interesting one to think about. Like, last year, the surprise was Russell Westbrook when he got traded on draft day. Remember that? To uh, oh, he did wow from the Wizards, excuse me. And one of the biggest fails of all time for both sides was that silent trade for Russell Westbrook. That was such a fucking or just trade that was such a fucking disaster. Like, I remember when it happened. I was first worried because I still wanted Bradley Beal. That oh, what if they trade Beal now? But be, past that, I'm like, dude, there is no way this is going to work. Like, there is no way Russell Westbrook can play next to LeBron James. There is no way. And I, and, we, and you know what's crazy? We were all right. Everyone saw it coming, and it, they were still like, oh, you know, he'll be better than Dennis Schroeder. Even Dennis Schroeder was better than him. So like, Russell Westbrook hasn't been good since like 2017. Yeah, he hasn't. Straight up. Since his and, season. And even, like, listen, as a player, I have a lot of dislike of what Russell Westbrook does. I don't think you can win with him. He's a ball hog, but uh, he is one of the hardest working and, like, tough players ever. But still, like, he, again, he's, his best year was, like, 2017. It's been, like, six years since he's been good. Yeah, like, he's, just not, he's not the guy anymore. Uh, he is not that guy anymore um 
so yeah, I agree a lot of trades will happen. I think Kevin Herter is a guy that's going to get traded. Watch me be wrong, and it's like Bogdanovich or something, but I did the Hawks. Lamelo's getting traded. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that. Imagine that. Um, Mo Bamba, I could see. Uh, oh no. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll give. I'll. I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Okay. Uh, that. That you know maybe we didn't think about in the moment. But um, the more the more you think about it, the more it's like, like maybe you know, mm-hmm. maybe like maybe, and that that is I, I know this is gonna this is you're gonna be like well he's it wouldn't be that surprising but I'd be more surprised to find a deal for him that's Julius Randall. Oh, uh. I think Julius, but if they trade him, I, I I'd be interested to see what the fuck they're doing. But I could see that happening if somebody wants him. I just don't think anybody wants him. Although his contract compared to other players is not that terrible. I think he has like a I think there's like a team option in in like the third year or something like that. I don't remember. It's something very friendly. I was thinking more like Derrick Rose on the Knicks. Like I could see Derrick Rose being traded. What about Evan Fournier? No, I don't think anybody's gonna want Evan Fournier. Yeah, probably won't. Point is, is that uh, of Eric Gordon, I forgot about him too. Um, he, he there's there's a lot of need. All right, where is he? What team is he playing for? He's still on Houston. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. My God, All right, I forgot it, about Eric Gordon. Holy shit! One of the crazier ones I read on this is um is Kevin Porter Jr. But I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I would trade. I would be happy if the Knicks traded for him. I know he's kind of like a hothead, but he is. Oh, he's got serious problems. Like, if you read about him, but he's crazy talented. No one could ever question that. Like, he is a big mature. And, I, and I'm not sure, you know, New York, maybe though New York would be the best thing for him. I don't know. I mean, Tibbs, you know, Tibbs put his ass into shape. Although they might get in a fight. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That would be interesting. That'd be an interesting relationship. Did you see the Did you see the article though that said the uh, Lakers called the Pacers to ask for a Russell Westbrook Malcolm Brogdon trade, and the Pacers yeah. laughed them off. The and phone. I'm sure the Pacers laughed them off the phone. Like <laughs> they really you tried. You want to know what though? Yeah. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the name now. It just hit me. Who? Gordon Hayward. Oh, yeah, he's still on Charlotte, right? Yeah, like, I feel he like... In- wasn't he injured this year, though? For a lot of it, but, like, the point is, is that they got to retain Miles Bridges, and they got to free up the cap space for that. Oh, and... I mean, it's, it's the Hornets, though. Do you really think they're going to make a, a sensible decision? <laughs> I think they actually... I could see... I could see... They, for what I could, worth, see, right. I could see Bridges being... Signing somewhere else. For what it's worth, KOC, Kevin O'Connor wrote the other day, that they are actually somehow interested in Westbrook. I'm not sure how much I buy it because, but KOC is generally pretty reliable. And if the if the Hornets get Russell Westbrook, I mean, the obvious player going back is Gordon Hayward. Okay, well, I see a report here that says that 
the Hornets are looking to trade one of their two first-round picks alongside Gordon Haywood to clear cap space for retaining Bridges. So they are actually doing the sensible thing. But, I mean, no, granted, paying Bridges and Max is not a sensible thing. But... Wow, but he's, he's a fan favorite. Like, you can't, can't just, like, not sign him, you know? Yeah, I mean, I would still pay him. You, you don't just want to let him go for nothing. Um, now, to what you were saying, though, about Hayward, like, I, I mean think about it like they gotta trade him like they kind of if they want to retain bridges they kind of gotta re- trade gordon hayward and i guess maybe their thinking is like all right we bite the bullet for one year of westbrook salary um oh my god and, and i and listen and listen in all honesty i know gordon hayward is so fucking injury prone but his fit, place he's very good yeah, uh, his fit on the Lakers is kind of scary good. Like that's the thing. Like he could actually be great on that team. Now, granted, I think he would hate it knowing Gordon Hayward. He's the guy who stays in his fucking house all day and plays video games. So I think he would hate LA. But like, I could also see. You know, I can also see too if the Hornets want to get a center and they'll remember Gordon Hayward for Miles Turner. What if it actually happens? <laughs> like, wow. Miles Turner, it's another guy. I didn't even think of him. He could get traded. Like, it's... There's a lot of interesting names. I'm going to say the most surprising name to get traded is... I guess you could say it's Russell Westbrook in this case, but but I'll say it, it, Gordon Hayward gets traded to the Pacers. So I'm going to say it's Gordon Hayward. I'll just take this easy one, and I'll say Rudy Gobert is going to be the most interesting name to be traded. Hey, former teammates. Former Jazz teammates. All right, uh, I think we'll leave it off there. We'll probably do our next pod with a free agency reaction, and we'll see if uh, Paul Barry wants to uh, actually show up for once. We're not going to talk about Kyrie at all? You want to bring that up quickly? Dude, Here's I what I'll say about Kyrie. He needs more of the Knicks. It, of course it's a play. Of course, no, it was he a play. Need to be on the Knicks. <laughs> he absolutely needs to be on the Knicks. It would be absolutely comedy. It would be the greatest thing ever. And I know you would hate it. So I'm I, I don't wish it on you. But Christian, America, America is in a tough place right now with their economy and everything being fucking infl- with that fucking inflation. But let me tell you, man. I think a welcome distraction in all of our lives, except except for Knicks fans, would be Kyrie Irving on the Knicks. No, because Knicks fans want him on the Knicks. I don't know why. Why? Yeah, why would you want? Okay, let me tell you what the Kyrie experience will be like. Here's what happens. Your first year, you'll love him. He's great. Oh, my God. But he'll miss so many games. You'll ask him why he's missing so many games. But he'll play great. But So that's why you'll defend him. Year two, shit starts to hit the fan. It always happens. Every time. Like you saw with the Celtics, you saw with the Brooklyn Nets, shit will hit the fan in year two. Although for year two for the Nets was more like year one for him um, because the first year he got hurt and they fired Atkinson and Katie didn't play and all that. Point is, is this, you know, it's like you said, I think he'll be back with the Nets. I think this is just leverage, but I think it's pretty clear that the divide is pretty big and you know, Knicks. This is why you're in the league. Kyrie Irving, B-list free agent. He is an A-list, but I'm calling him a B-list because I'm petty. Although, honestly, 
unless Kyrie wins a championship in Brooklyn, the Celtics more or less have won that divorce because we made the finals without them before they even got out of the second round. But and we got to the conference finals without them too. Um, I don't know. I think it would be hilarious for him on the next. But in terms of the impasse, we don't really have Paul to talk about this too. Um, it's pretty clear what the impasse is or whatever. They want to. They want Kyrie to fucking show up and take a short deal or incentive-laden deal. And Kyrie thinks he's hot shit and wants a full max, which is absolutely ridiculous to ask for because he doesn't deserve it. End of story. That's my thoughts on it. Exactly. And last thing we should talk about is how does Kevin Durant feel right now that he left the Warriors and they won a championship without him again? You want to know what Kevin Durant should feel right now? Kevin Durant should go to the Boston Celtics. Take down his no, old no. Yes. Yes. Kevin Durant will be very much welcome in this city. Oh my god. <laughs> you know he can't handle you know he can't handle all the big pressure of like a Boston or a New York. Come on. He probably would hate it. Yeah. No, but I mean I'm just joking. But like, hey, remember in uh 2016 we got a free agency meeting with him. There were some legitimate rumors that we got him to like kind of consider us before you know he obviously picked them for years. <laughs> like Danny Danny Ainge tried his best, but he I mean and listen. Getting Al Horford too, and there was an, apparently because there was some. I don't know if you remember this, but at the time, the rumor was the Thunder did that Ibaka for Oladipo trade because mm-hmm. they thought they were getting Al Horford in free agency, and then they didn't, and he went to the Celtics. So, kind of weird. What if to look back on, honestly? Very true. Very true. All right. Um. I guess we'll end it there. So, unless you have anything to add on Kyrie, if you do. No, 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 no. Yes. Uh, good old Kyrie Irving, a very frequent subject of this podcast. All right. Uh, for the BX Basketball Podcast, I'm Nick Under here with... Christian Okay. Thanks for listening.